This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Josh, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Marcus and Walling versus Benchwarmer Scott and returning player and equipment manager for our Patreon team, Tim Simplot. Welcome back, Tim. Uh, why don't you take a minute to remind us uh, about yourself? Hey, thanks for having me back. Um, again, uh, Josh and I are longtime friends. I've known him for about 20 years or so. Um, we're both members of the Hair Club for Men. Um, my wheelhouse are um, old-time sports. I just turned 55 years old, so I watched a lot of sports in the 70s and 80s. So uh, that's kind of my wheelhouse, and my favorite sport is uh, gopher hockey, Minnesota gopher hockey, and I am proudly wearing my Nolan Ryan Texas Rangers jersey today because I thought I was the biggest Nolan Ryan fan in the country, but I now realize that I am the second biggest Nolan Ryan fan after Eric Walling. We're, we're, we're co-biggest fans. We can share the title. I'm okay with it. Although I don't think Eric sent Nolan a high school graduation announcement like I did, so that might put me over the top. It, let's just say it would have been impressive for um, either Nolan to have still been playing in 2000 or <laughs> me to have graduated in 1984. Both of those would be impressive. That's true. Good point. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, Scott, <laughs> how you doing? Hey. And uh, let us know what you're in Tim's team name is going to be today i am good i'm excited to to team up with tim here tim if it's pre-1990s or it's hockey don't even just check in you don't even have to type to me (laughs) you don't even have to check with me just trust your instincts and check in uh hopefully we can uh balance each other out well i'm looking forward to it so uh our team name based on the fact that uh you know tim was in high school before nolan ryan came into the league and I didn't start high school until after Nolan had retired. Our team name is going to be the Young and the Listless. All right, the Young and the Listless. And uh, Marcus, how you doing today? Good. Um, I just moved into the new place. This was my first whole week, and it was a nightmare. Everything that I wanted to get done, I didn't get done. But I reset. I went to bed early last night. I woke up feeling good, cleaned the house this morning, and I'm ready to it can't get worse than what it was last week. So I'm excited to be here with you guys. Excited to have Tim on and I get to team with Eric Walling, which we haven't gotten to do yet. So this will be fun. So, yeah. Yes, it will. Walling, uh, let us know how you're doing and tell us what your and Marx's team name is going to be. Yeah. Um, I, you know, having recently moved myself, we are I shared with some shared like heartbreak there. It is very difficult to get, motivation i still this past week i bought a bunch of frames to frame all my posters and i framed a bunch of posters and now i have a bunch of posters in frames sitting against walls that i also haven't hung so i got like one step and i'm like hey, that's enough i just can't bring myself to go much further so yeah i'm excited marcus and i haven't teamed up outside of a, a ot episode which is if you haven't listened listen um but so we were bonding over our shared baseball misery. Um, I did suggest that we go with uh, the name Zero World Series between us, but that was too sad. So instead, um, we decided to go with the American League Worst. <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, American League Worst versus the Young and the Listless. Let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. 
we will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It is time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Today's tailgate is about NHL division leaders. I will name the division, and you will tell me what team was leading the division as of Cinco de Mayo. So, question one, the North Division. Tim, I'm true to my word. Just check in whenever you're ready. Oh, okay, we'll check in. All right, the Young and the Lissus are checking in, so American League worst, you guys can... Talk it out if you have much to talk out. Um, I think this is all the Canadian teams, and then like maybe one or two. Like, I I, I honestly don't know other than that. I know that they're mostly comprised of the Canadian teams, right? And I like the Maple Leafs just because they have all the star power, which may lead us to the wrong answer, I guess. But I was either thinking them or Winnipeg because I think I should know more because I've been uh I. We joked in the thread yesterday that I only do player props when I'm betting and I <laughs> like goal scored. And so I see their record a lot when I'm tracking the games. I know Winnipeg has a decent record and I'm, I know Toronto does just tough to decide which one you want to, if you, you said the Leafs and Toronto's in there. So do you want to just go with that? Yeah, let's just go with that. I like when in doubt, go with the star power here. <laughs> All right. So we are going to check in with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, and Young and the Listless, what do you guys have? I for, I forgot the North Division was probably all of Canada. Uh, we checked in with Edmonton. Mm, that's a good one, too. One team will be getting points. Uh, this is the division that is only Canadian teams uh, due to the COVID restrictions and differences. The correct answer is the Toronto Maple Leafs. As of Cinco de Mayo, they had 72 points. Uh, Edmonton is second with 66, and Winnipeg is third with 59. Is Cinco de Mayo a big holiday in Canada? I mean, it's probably bigger than in America than it should be. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> just an excuse to drink. <laughs> Question two, the Central Division. All right, we're checked in. Okay, the young and the listless have checked in. So American League worst, you guys can talk it out. The Stars are in this division, and they're bad this year. They did make it to the Stanley Cup Finals last year, but... Okay. Because um, I was like, I was like, oh, maybe Walling knows this because I know they made the final last year. So no. I'm just trying to think of the, the teams that have drubbed them recently. <laughs> um, well, and it's tough because, at least with the North, I knew that it was either all Canada or mostly Canada with this because everything's been moved around. Like There are probably some teams in there that uh, you wouldn't necessarily usually associate yeah so i think i have an idea i have a thought in my head i'm probably okay. not breaking anything but i think that like the central is like sort of actually more like the south southeast and then the Ooh, east is okay. like the new york boston kind of right so that i think tampa bay is really good again yeah they're so, they're very good um yeah that makes sense I'm i'm good with just saying tampa bay 
Yeah, let's 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 go with that. We'll check in with Tampa Bay. Okay, and Young and the Listless, what do you guys have? What's really hard about this this year is they're only playing the teams in their division, so we're not seeing obviously the other teams come into town. Like when you watch a game, it's not like the Minnesota Wild are taking on in the league lead, you know, the division leading, you know, Florida Panthers, whatever. Or you're only so it's hard to follow the other teams unless you really want to. But um, since we went to the Cup last year, um, we checked in with Dallas. Also, because Scott likes J.R. Ewing. Unfortunately, no points will be awarded for this question. Uh, just to let you know, Dallas is currently in fifth place in their division. The Lightning are in second place uh. behind the Carolina Hurricanes, who on Cinco de Mayo had 79 points. And Eric, you're right. It was It's like a bunch of the teams in the Central, along with the three Southeast, you know, Carolina and the two Florida teams. All right, that moves on to question three, which is the West Division. We're checked in. Okay, Young and the Listless are checked in. American League worst. You guys can talk it out. Yeah, we uh, Walling just sent it over, and I was typing it too. And <laughs> we think this is the Vegas Golden Knights. Checking in with that. Young and the Listless, what do you guys have? Yep, um, this one I'm sure of. Um, although the last time I was sure of a Vegas question and one of the things I got it wrong, but yeah, this is the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They're um, a few points ahead of the avalanche. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Cinco de Mayo, they had 76 points. And this is the point where I let Eric Eid know with an apology that unfortunately this is all of the hockey questions you will be hearing <laughs> today. Scott's so excited because Scott, Scott during that round looks so sad. I was just so I was playing NBA 2K like at the <laughs> good night, Eric. Go take a nap. All right. Uh, after the tailgate heading into the first quarter, uh, we have a score of American League worst with 20 and the young and the listless with 10. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com benchwarmerstp. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. So today's pre and post game will have a small twist. Uh, there will be three people identified in each answer. The middle person's name will be the combination of the last name of the first person and the first name of the last person. For example, an answer of Matt Ryan Grant Hill would answer clues about Matt Ryan Ryan Grant and Grant Hill. And that better be the only time Ryan Grant ever comes up in this podcast. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> All right. Question one. What player was a first round draft pick out of Fresno State? 
won the AL Gold Glove for third baseman in 1985, and was the Packers' backup quarterback who went 3-6 and six as a starter in 2017 after Aaron Rodgers was injured. I got it, Tim. Oh, you do? Yep, I got it if you trust me. Yep. All right, we're checked in. Okay, Young and Listless has checked in, so American League worst. You guys can talk it out. Ooh, I just got it, Wallen. Oh, did you? Okay. Okay, so the first round pick draft pick out of Fresno does apply to David Carr, but I think this is Paul George. So 1985, is that George Brett, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's right around the right time. And I believe the last one is also former backup Seahawks quarterback, uh, Brett Hundley. So we're going to check in with Paul George Brett Hundley. Okay, and Young in the list list, what do you guys have? Yeah, it's, it's the same exact answer uh, as them. Paul George, Brett Hundley. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is indeed Paul George, Brett Hundley. I don't have flavor text for these because I didn't want to come up with flavor text for three people for each thing. So. I was going to say you're like world renowned for your flavor. Text. I know. And I was like, man, this is going to be like a five hour episode. Yeah, no, I have flavor text in the other. The other quarters will have flavor text. I just wasn't going to go to that extent for this. I'll, I'll help. I'll help you out. Yeah, I'll, I'll help you out. Uh, Walling saw. Uh, the Nolan Ryan fight. I watched Brett Hundley play at the Rose Bowl in 2013, <laughs> and he sucked then. So, <laughs> who did he play for? UCLA. UCLA. Uh, Miles Jack was the running back for that game. Bellevue Wolverine, Miles Jack, and it was awesome. Okay, let's move on to question two. What current Major League Baseball manager, who was a journeyman catcher in his playing days? won the Doak Walker Award in 2014 and suffered a fractured tibia and dislocated ankle less than six minutes into the regular season opener for his new team. We're checking in. Okay, American League Worse is checking in. So Young and the Listless, you guys can talk it out. I'm totally drawing a blank. What's the name of the guy who played for Butler? He went to the Celtics and he went to the Hornets. Gordon Butler or Gordon Hayward? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yep. That just helped me. Bob Melvin Gordon Hayward. Oh, okay. So we're going to check that in, Josh. Bob Melvin Gordon Hayward. Okay. And American League Worst, what do you guys have? Yeah, we pretty much worked it the exact same way. I said, uh, Butler guy, Celtics. And Marcus said, Gordon Hayward. And we said, Melvin Gordon. And then he goes, Bob Melvin, check it in. So we went, Bob Melvin Gordon Hayward. Both teams are getting points. Correct answer is Bob Melvin Gordon Hayward. I, I kept thinking this year for the the new team, and I was like, who? Like because there was no year in there, so I was like, oh, who? I'm trying to think in my head, like who messed themselves up six minutes into a game this year, and I couldn't think of anyone. Big big fan of catastrophic leg injuries here. So. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, is that going to be one in every single category? So we've had Paul George and Gordon Hayward so far. <laughs> yeah, Kevin <laughs> Ware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I think uh, I don't. I don't mind the fracture injuries as much as I do the like the ligament ones. Those give me the willies more than the fractures. No, because those are like internal. I don't see it when I see <laughs> your noodly leg, like a uh, Chris Weidman in that UFC pay per view. <laughs> and it was worse because he obviously that it happens and they don't realize it until he tried to step on it and then. <laughs> or when your toes, when your toes, when you make a kick and your toes touch your knee, you know something's wrong. <laughs> if you ever get a chance, look up Napoleon McCallum. I think he was playing for the Raiders. He yeah, got hit straight on in the knee. 
And that one gave me the willies more than the Joe Theismann. For me, the Tim Crumry in the Super Bowl when his ankles spun. Yes, flopping around. Against the 49ers. An internal one that was still gruesome, Willis McGahee in the national championship yeah. game. Oh, yeah. All right, how about we move on and All right. talk about gruesome injuries for a bit? I mean, you can let me know if any of these other people like gruesome injuries, I guess. But uh, Question three. What quarterback led his team to an FCS championship is a pitcher who spent time with numerous favorite teams of bench warmers and is a wide receiver that Marcus doesn't think is Hall of Fame worthy. So we're checked in. Okay, young and listless are checked in. Uh, American League worse. You guys can talk it out. So this could apply to a lot of <laughs> receivers. <laughs> but, uh, oh, oh, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's the older one. So I believe this is Lynn Swan for the last one because he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um. So would that be Lance Lynn and then Trey Lance? Y- yes and yes. Because Lance Lynn, yeah, he played for Rangers, and now he's with the White Sox, so that that would make sense. So. And Trey Lance beat the Eastern Washington Eagles in that championship game. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to check in with Trey Lance Lynn Swan. Okay, and Young and Listless, you guys have anything different? Uh, let's not forget that Lynn, uh, Lance Lynn also pitched for the Twins and the uh, Wesley Wells' favorite Cardinals. So, yeah, he definitely fits here. So, and no one's favorite Yankees. Uh, yeah, we also checked in with Trey Lance Lynn Swan. Once again, both teams getting points. Correct answer is Trey Lance Lynn Swan. Uh, yeah, I always like sometimes throwing in those uh, questions where I get to involve a bench warmer in the question. <laughs> well, I put Edelman at first, and then I was like, no, that doesn't make sense because Julian doesn't make sense anywhere. And <laughs> let let me just say this one thing about Lin Swan. When he retired, so we're not talking about like after this, he didn't he wasn't in the top 50 in any major receiving category. So he literally made the Hall of Fame just because of him being big in the playoffs. And that to me. Playoffs? Yeah, exactly. I could not agree with you more on that, Marcus. I totally agree with you. John Stallworth, his teammate, who finished in the top 10 in every major receiving category, he took like five plus year or like after he was eligible to get in, which is garbage. Anyways, all right, I'm done. Moving on to question four. What sprinter won the bronze medal in the 200 meter at the Mexico City Olympics in 1968? was a two-time National League Silver Slugger for outfielders in the 2000s and was a three-time Rolades Relief Man of the Year in the early 90s. We're going to check in. Okay, American League Worst is checking in. So the young and the listless, you guys can talk it out. Oh, boy. He had to throw Olympics in there, so I'm out on that. But the other two I I, I should be able to get. Well, in 68, I was two, so I don't really have a fond memory of those Olympics. That's the one where the, I did is where Bob Beeman set the uh, long jump record that was held forever and ever and ever. Was that the one? Who was the, who were the guys that held up the, the black power? Was that the 200 meters? Was that? Was that was that, that year? Tom, Tom, I think that was in Mexico City, wasn't that Tommy Smith? Yeah. And what's well, going to be the other guy? Because I don't know of an outfielder named Smith something. So, yeah, I, I don't. Um, we got to get it from the other the other way. So, Rollage Relief Men from the 90s. So, I'm, I'm thinking that's got to be like a Bobby Thigpen, Lee Smith, Dennis Eckersley, um, John Wetland. Was Bruce Suter more of the 80s? Oh, Jay Bruce Suter. That could work. 
so we would need something J for this printer. Last name J. I just can't think of any old time sprinters. If if we need to just pick a name, we go John J. Uh, shout out to the university and the outfielder that played for the Cardinals. There we go. I I, I don't have, I just I'm literally drawing a blank at any sprinter whose last name is J. No, let's just check in with uh, John J. Bruce Suter. American League worst. What do you guys have? Yeah, Marcus Redaway had John Carlos. Um, I remembered a guy who was a Brewers silver slugger who was traded to the Rangers along with one Nelson Cruz for a bag of nothing, um, Carlos Lee. And then we went right down to the end and Lee said, Smith. oh, Lee Smith fits. So John Carlos Lee Smith. One team will be getting points. The correct answer is John Carlos Lee Smith. So, yes, uh, John Carlos is the uh, second. The other guy. The yeah. other guy uh, not so Tommy Smith, I think, won the gold. Yeah, yeah, Tommy Smith won the gold. All right, let's move on to question five. What center was drafted out of Iowa by the Boston Celtics in 1993, gave the finger to his coach as he was being carted off the field with a leg injury, and was known as the hitman during his professional career? So more leg injuries, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you morbid son of a bitch. Little did I know. I wasn't even paying attention to that. <sighs> Iowa centers. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's dirty. I didn't like that. <laughs> I mean, this one, I wouldn't expect you guys to try and go front to back to get this one. Just saying. You always go front to back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I got the first one. Arr. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I don't want to talk this out. <laughs> yes. There it is. Check it in. We're checked in. Okay. The young and the listless are checked in. American League worst. You guys can talk it out. Oh, all right. So it was kind of weird because I had the middle one immediately. <laughs> because that's definitely Earl Thomas. And that very, very famous uh, thing happened. And people still talk about it over here. Um, and then Walling uh, said he believes Thomas Hitman Hearns would be the last one. But I don't know anybody whose last name is Earl. There's literally only one basketball player I can think of whose last name is Earl. Okay. And there's a guy named AC Earl. Sure. Um, and I don't know if he played for the Celtics, but that's like like an old basketball card from the 90s that I had. It was like, oh, yeah, that guy's got a cool name. You just named one more basketball player with the last name Earl than I can, so I say we, All right. I say we check in with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that then. All so right. we'll go AC Earl Thomas Hearns. Okay, and the young and the listless? Yeah, so um, I knew it was Thomas Hitman Hearns, and then uh, Scott messaged over Earl Thomas Hearns, and then as soon as I uh, I was trying to think of um, the only center I had remembered from Iowa was Brad Lowhouse. Oh, then I remember some of like the late 80s, uh, Michael Payne, and um, they had a really good team. But anyway, as soon as I saw Earl Thomas, I remembered A.C. Earl playing. I think he 100% played for University of Iowa because um, he played against the Gophers. And so we checked in with A.C. Earl Thomas Hearns. And both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is A.C. Earl Thomas Hearns. Jeez, where'd you... <laughs> I, I, like I said, there's literally only one basketball player I could think of with the last name Earl. I figured 
if it's it's a name that maybe you guys had heard of and you guys got there. Thus, once again, why I didn't think, you, even though you always go front to back, maybe this time you, you switch it up. <laughs> okay, so after the first quarter, uh, we have scores of Young and the Listless with 90 and American League Worst with 120. And today's second quarter uh, will be a new one that I haven't done before. Uh, it's going to be Fill the Gaps. Fill the Gaps. This quarter will consist of three questions with up to five pieces of missing information. The teams will attempt to fill in each piece of missing information. Each answer is worth 10 points. What are you watching, Marcus? <laughs> I'm watching Sam Houston State and James Madison. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And who calls a quarterback draw on third and ten? Garbage. Anyways. Well, you are the epitome of a sports rube if you're watching James Madison versus Sam Houston. Or, or he's got money on it. Uh, or, <laughs> but also I'd be watching it regardless. Uh, all right. So question one and fill the gaps. Uh, the Minneapolis Miracle. On January 14th, 2018, quarterback blank completed a touchdown pass to blank as time ran out that was misplayed by safety blank to give the Vikings a blank to blank victory over the Saints. All right, we're checked in. Okay, the young and the listless have checked in. Uh, American League Worst, you guys can talk it out. Okay. So we know it's Case Keenum. We know it's Stephon Diggs. Um, I always remember this because he uh, has a gross number, and I remember gross numbers. He was 43, <laughs> so I believe the DB is Marcus Williams. So basically our whole conversation has been about the score. Because <laughs> we were going, Walling and I are going back and forth on if they kicked an extra point or not. But they would have had to kick like an extra point with a 15 yard penalty because Stefan Diggs scored and then tossed his helmet. Right. And I don't think they came back out. So I feel like this is going to be like a weird score with like a six or like, I don't think, like, the more I think about it, 26 24 sounds right. To yeah. Me. Yeah. When you said six, that sounded a lot better. I kind of like that. So, um, I think I'd it's be, just, yeah. I, and I now, like we said, they weren't playing for a field goal. So right. I think they had to be down more than a field goal. And that would make it, yeah, 24 20. And then that's, yeah. So I'm, I'm cool with that if you, if you want to go with that. Okay. So we're going to check in Case Keenum, Stefan Diggs, Marcus Williams, 26 24. Okay, and the young and the listless, what do you guys have for answers? Most of our conversation was about the score um, because we also had Case Keenum, Stefan Diggs, Marcus Williams, not because of his gross number. I just, for some reason, remember it being him. Um, so, yeah, then we were trying to figure out the same thing. Was was it tied? What was the, the deficit going into the final play and trying to figure that out? And quite honestly, neither one of us could really um, remember that. So... We ended up checking in with Case Keenum, Stefan Diggs, Marcus Williams, 23-22. Okay. Well, there are some points for everybody. Um, it was Case Keenum who threw the pass to Stefan Diggs. That was misplayed by Marcus Williams. Uh, before the play, the Vikings were actually trying to get a field goal. 
they were down 23 to 24. Um, Diggs was supposed to go out of bounds, but when he turned, there was nobody there <laughs> and he was able to go run it in for a touchdown. So they ended up, and then they did have to come back out because of the rules, but they took a knee. They didn't, uh, and I don't yeah, think they were, was. and I don't know if they were assessed the 15 yard penalty either. They just probably, probably they not. just they took like, the whatever. knee <laughs> and won 29 to 24. Uh, so, uh, American League worst, you guys get 40 points. Young and the listless, you guys get 30 points. I was pretty sure they changed the rule after that because they were, it was the like game. 20 minutes later, they had to come back out. Yes, that is the, the game where they changed the rule that if it's a, if an extra point doesn't change the outcome of the game, it doesn't need to be done. Yeah, that's so stupid. just like overtime, right? Like in overtime, you don't kick the extra point. So why would you? So yeah, uh, this game was the first in NFL playoff history to end in a touchdown as time expired. See, we're back to flavor text now. So well, I like <laughs> it. Good, everybody. Yes. We like it. We like it. All right. Question two and fill the gaps. The Memorial Day miracle. On May 31st, 1999, in game blank of the Western Conference Finals, San Antonio Spurs guard blank inbounded the ball to forward blank, who tiptoed the sideline and arched a game-winning three-point field goal over the outstretched hand of forward blank of the blank. How's that look to you? Looks bueno. All right, we're checked in. Okay, the young and the listless have checked in, so American League worst, you guys can talk it out. Oh, man, this this is just not really in there for me. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, that makes two of us. Ugh, gosh. I remember the shot, and I can see, so I can, I can definitely see Sean Elliott tiptoeing the line and hitting this fadeaway. Right. Um, I think that's about, well, you, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, Sean, something else, Sean Elliott. Yeah. And then you're just trying to think. think yeah. Now I'm like, okay, what, what the hell? I, I, most of the pictures I've seen are just of him, like with his heels just off of the, of the, um, the touchline. Right. And you're just like, I don't, um, we, we think we've reasoned out the team was, we think it's Portland. I think I just remember them having one like weird run where they made it deep in. I don't think this is quite the Jailblazers because so the Jailblazers might have been a little earlier. Or, I, no, later, later. Sorry. it would have been that would have been like Zach Randolph and Bonzi Wells and yeah. Um, but they did have Rashid, and they did they did have like old Pippin and old Detlef Shrimp and Steve Sm- yeah Steve Smith. Yeah. They had a bunch. They of have teams, Arvidas like, Sabonis. Yeah, they, Sabonis yeah, was there. Okay. Like also they had a bunch of. The time. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> they just had. They were just an old ass team of like former all stars that like. I just I think it's them. Maybe I don't know. So yeah. do we just want to say game seven? Is that fine? I, or six? Let's go with six. Okay. Um, I don't think it. Yeah, I, we can go with six. So game Sweet. six of the Western Conference Finals. Guard was Sean Elliott. Oh no, sorry. The guard was we think Avery Johnson. Avery right? Johnson. Avery Johnson. <laughs> um, <laughs> to to Sean Elliott. Um, so do you want to go with either? So who were our forwards that we had listed Pippen, there? Shrimp and Wallace, or who? Was uh, Pippen or Wallace? Was Wallace a center or a forward? 
he was a forward, but we can say we can just say Pippin of okay. the Trailblazers. Trailblazers. Okay. <laughs> All right. So and this game, misery. yeah, game six, guard Avery Johnson um, to forward Sean Elliott, the over the hand of Scotty Pippen of the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. And the young and the listless, what do you guys have? Since this occurred outside of the past the eighties, this was all Scott. <laughs> yeah, I except I, I remember I remember it was Sean Elliott. Yeah, I had a vague recollection of this. The, the thing I remembered for sure was Sean Elliott. Then I was trying to figure out the team, and just like the, the other guys, it, I was thinking in my head, I was like, was this Utah? Was this Seattle? Was this Houston? Was it the Lakers? And I remember it wasn't. I knew it wasn't the Lakers. Uh, ultimately, I settled on Portland as well, just because of. They had a, a run uh, for a few years there where they were going to the Western Conference Finals, and I think this was one of them. So then it was trying to figure out the players, and we also settled on Avery Johnson. It just made sense for him to be the one inbounding. I don't think it was like Vinny Del Negro or Jaron Jackson, who is like a guard forward. So, uh, yeah, Avery Johnson to Sean Elliott uh, against Portland. I'm trying to think of the forwards on that team, and I knew they had Brian Grant as well. I'm pretty sure they had Clifford Robinson on that team uh but it didn't make sense for those guys to be playing sean elliott sean elliott being the small forward because you'd think that rashid would be on duncan and then whoever they had in at center would be on the admiral um and i don't think sabonis might not have been on the court late game defensive situations <laughs> like that against david robinson no right no, so no. i'm trying to think of who was else i believe was on that roster that you would put in defensively at the end of the game to stop a shooter and i landed on stacy augman because he was definitely on elastic the blazers man. around that time elastic man he's known for his defense you'd think you'd want him out there on a shooter uh so then it was just trying to figure out the game and I, I didn't know what game it was, so we settled on game five. Why not? Um, so we checked in with game five, Avery Johnson, Sean Elliott, Stacey Ogman, Portland Trailblazers. Okay, well, each team is getting 20 points. Um, it was Sean Elliott, and they were playing the Trailblazers. <laughs> so you got those ones. Right. <laughs> Everything else. Um, so right. Stacey Ogman, just to let you know, he almost stole the inbounds pass. So he was on the court. Uh, of course, but he, he was be. not the one um, who almost uh, blocked the shot. Uh, and by the way, when you have a second after, uh, at some point, take a look at the still pictures. It looks like the player is about to block this. It looks like a block shot um, when you see the still, and that player is right in the picture. So, uh, but this was game two, um, and the pass was inbounded by uh, Mario Ellie. Uh, I thought about him and I was like, I, I thought don't about think he'd be too. on the floor. And yeah. it was Rashid Wallace's hand. So if you want to take a quick second, pull up the picture, just do a quick search of uh, uh, Memorial Day. How Miracle. did he get that? Over I don't know how he gets the ball over his hand. It looks like a block shot. If you it look at like these he's pictures. about to throw it about 40 rows back. Yeah. That gets over his hand and goes in the bucket. It's kind of crazy. So, um, I'm glad you guys at least got some points. Uh, Elliot was playing with a serious kidney condition oh, yeah. that required a kidney transplant surgery after the season. He decided to put off the surgery to keep playing until the end of the season. So that's just another little, little nugget. But yeah, look at those pictures. It clearly um, looks like it right is an now. amazing shot. Rasheed Wallace yeah. looks like he's 
about to throw it. Like you said, he's he's about to throw it 40 rows back. It's, I don't know how he got it over his hands. Okay. So moving on to question three, uh, this might be a Tim special. Um, Uh Uh Uh-oh. As you see, we have a a theme kind of going through it's miracles. So question three is about the miracle Mets in October of blank after winning blank of their last 50 games to overcome a nine and a half game deficit to the blank, the New York Mets would sweep the blank in the inaugural NLCS and go on to beat blank to win the world series. I don't know which, which number it is in this book, but let me go through it. I, 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 t- I use reference it. materials. <laughs> I tied to him. I said, come on, baseball book boy. It's in there somewhere. Hang on. If I just keep hitting, if I keep hitting the ran- random button, it'll come across this question too. Come on, baseball book boy. <laughs> would that be, would that be C apostrophe M O N? Come on. Yes. Baseball book boy. That might be the title for this one, unless we get something better. <laughs> I don't think we can go with the, you always go front to back. I'm not sure that, <laughs> that might be a little too blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't go with the old ass Blazers either. That's probably not. I can't. <laughs> I can't. My my niece, that's her that's her thing when she wants to come do something. She goes, "Come on. Come on." <laughs> I'm like, "You want to fight? Is that what's happening?" <laughs> Cuz spoiler alert, I'm going to whoop your ass. And we are rooting for Sam Houston State, by the way, just so you guys know. Yes. Uh go Sam Houston State. Works for me. The the fighting Sam Sammies. I think they're the Cougars. Yeah, I think they're the Cougars. Cougars, Tigers, something like that. I, they think it's a, Cougars. I know they have a paw. I know they have a paw in there. Games. Some kind of jungle cat. <laughs> they are the Sam Houston State ocelots. All right. <laughs> Sam Houston State Bearcats. Really? Bearcats. What the f- is a bearcat? Awful. I think it doesn't exist. I think they just yeah. made it up. Because it's, it's super serial. Man, bear it's man, it's man, bear, man, bear pigs, man, bear, man, cat. bear cats. I told you it was real. <laughs> Excelsior. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll check in. Okay, American League worst is checked in. So young and the listless, so you guys can talk it out. Oh, sorry. I got both knew that it was sixty nine. Yes. Nice. nice. And I know that it was the uh, only time Nolan Ryan ever won a World Series because he was, a, I think he was a rookie on that team. He was. Uh, his only World Series win. But he was not a prevalent player at the time. Yeah. So it's just trying to figure out everything else. There's only four more other answers you got to come yeah, up with. Exactly. It's tough, though, because <laughs> when it's teams, you're like, oh, who was good? You know, trying to figure out the deficit that they overcame. I'm going to give you a hint. Uh, the number of games is less than 50. I figured. Well, well, if it was more than 50, I that'd I be more impressive. Were. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was like doubleheaders, but they only counted it as one game. That's all I can give you is it's less than 50. Technically, I ruled out one number for you. Thank you. Yes. That's just literally just going to be a random guess. I said 37. I don't know why. But why not? Well, I, I like going thirty-seven and thirteen in their last fifty. Sounds sounds cool. 
so do you want to go with what you said earlier, 1969, um, 37 games, Cardinals, Dodgers, Tigers? Well, they. so who else would have been leading? What The divisions back then, you're going to have to tell me what they were because I don't know. I wasn't alive to watch baseball. Well, I was three. Um, <laughs> he was the only one alive on this uh podcast <laughs> right i mean it's not like it was now right was it my, dad, not, my just... dad was two nice <laughs> yeah because they had like oh all right i'm ending this call right now um <laughs> was it, was it just that. like an eastern i'm gonna call you dad it was for the rest of the yes, podcast it was, Tim. but like only like only like four only like four teams made the playoffs didn't they wasn't it right so i'm thinking that the team that they i'm trying to think of teams that would have been good in their division, I suppose. And that's why I thought maybe the Cardinals, because if it was set up just, if there was no central division, my guess is that the Cardinals would be in the East rather than the West. Right. It was the AL East, AL West, NL East, NL West. Yeah. So I would think Cardinals were really good around this time. You know, they were really good in the sixties, the Braves, perhaps, I mean, they were still, they were pretty good around this time. The pirates, I think it's a little bit too early for like the, we are family pirates. To be that good like we said I, I think it's a little bit too early for the reds maybe I, I guess it could be them yeah there was a lot of i, I just think back to the the like the big the, the big red machine was the 70s that's like when the a's were really good too was in the 70s the orioles yeah. were really good in the 70s um yeah that's or what I year thought, was that when the cardinals because yep. they were never really bad they were pretty much always competitive the 60s they were dominant in, at least in the early 60s and they could have still been kind of riding that momentum. And then the NLCS, I'm thinking Dodgers, because it's going to be someone from the West probably. And I don't know if the Giants would have gone that far. No, I, I like that 69, 37, Cardinals, Dodgers. and I think it's probably between the Tigers and the Orioles who they beat in the World Series. For some reason, Tigers are in my head. They, they had that great season in 68 the Denny McLean season. Right. And I don't think it was until the seventies when they had the Flanagan Palmer, like, I think they it have like, was four like late sixties, but I don't know if they went to the world series in 69. They had those four 20 game winners. Right. So, I mean, if we don't know for sure, we might as well just go with that. All and right. Misery on so, this one. so 1969, 37 games, Cardinals, Dodgers, Tigers. That's what we're checking in with. Okay. And American League Worst. What do you guys have? Yeah, we, we popped on to 69 quick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> As you should. Um, we said 40 of their last 50 games um, for nice round because I like round numbers. And we all know Marcus doesn't like ugly numbers. We just learned. Um. We said they overcame the deficit to the Braves. They swept the Cardinals. And for the World Series, I was pretty sure this is it. Like something kind of popped in my head that this is the series where Brooks Robinson made that ridiculous play that they show in every baseball highlight package ever. Um, and I, because I remember seeing like, oh man, he must have won. And my dad being like, no, that, that actually wasn't the year that they won. They lost that year. So uh, when I read about it, it was the 69 Miracle Mets. So 
the Orioles were the World Series. Okay, well, each team is getting some points. Uh, Young and the Listless is getting 10 points, and American League Worse is getting 20. Yay. Uh, Yay. It was 1969. They did beat the Orioles in the World Series. Um, both of you guys were close on the number of games. Um, they won 39 of their last oh, 50 oh, to, <laughs> to overcome. It's an ugly number. It is, it is. an ugly number. Uh, so they won 39 of their last 50 games to overcome the nine-and-a-half game deficit to the Chicago Cubs. Uh, the next blank is a little bit you, – you're right that it is an NL West team, but it is the NL West team you wouldn't think is in the West. Is the Cardinals? No, it is the Atlanta Braves. Brave. Just like, aren't they still in the West? Or did they get no, moved Braves to the East now? Braves are in East. So for a long time, they were in the West. And I don't know if that stemmed from when they were in Milwaukee. I have no idea. It, it but did. It did. I remember that now. So well, it's like I said earlier, the Falcons used to be in the West, NFL West. In the yeah. So I, West. I, that's right. Uh, so there's, yeah. So. Some points awarded, so I was glad on that. Like I said, hopefully you could get the 10. You guys at least got the 10. Um, after seven seasons in which the Mets finished no better than ninth place in the 10-team National League, the Mets stunned the sports world that year by winning 100 games in the regular season. You know, I guess it well, helps going 39 and 11 year. in your last 50. So Not 40. Not, not quite. They weren't quite that good. All right. After the second quarter, we have the following scores. Uh, Young and the Listless are at 150, and American League Worse is up to 200. That brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Uh, today's halftime show is all about athlete endorsements. I will give you the product and the athlete's sport. You name the athlete. Question one, Ugg boots, football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need to type to each other. No. <laughs> we can check in. Okay. American League Worse is checked in. Young and listless. Talk it out. Well, this is going to save me from having to type this to you, Tim. We're going to get smoked in this round. <laughs> I don't um, pay attention to endorsements at all. I don't either. I'm not a, I, I, I just don't. Um, at least current ones. I think, Ugh, you think cold? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Because he plays in Green Bay and it's cold there. Um, I don't know. I, I have no clue. Shailene Woodley wears Uggs, so maybe. I, I, I just, I don't know, man. Um, cold, uh, maybe northeast. Tom Brady, yeah, hey, I'm probably not wearing them anymore, but yeah, it could be. That's true. Yeah, I, don't I know. literally have no idea. Let's go, let's go with Tom Brady. Why not? All right, we'll check in with Tom Brady. Okay, and young and or sorry, an American League worst. What do you guys got? Yeah, we didn't even type anything, we just laughed and <laughs> looked at each other. Uh, we also checked in with Tom Brady. I mean, right. Is there really a big surprise? It's Tom Brady. <laughs> that is Tom Brady as it gets. Uh, moving on to question two. Weight Watchers basketball. 
Charles Barkley. Oh, what am I saying? <laughs> Sorry, senior moment. Okay, I was about to type it. We're we're checked okay. in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Melissa, let checked in. American League worst. You guys can talk it out. Hey. Uh, I was about to type Charles Barkley. Um, seems like a heavy set guy who played basketball, who people would want to endorse things. So, be good with that? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Yeah, we'll check in with Charles Barkley. Okay. And Young and the Listless, what do you guys got? <laughs> I'll let Tim tell everyone again. Uh, well, I. Also, if you think about it, I mean, you think about who Weight Watchers caters towards, it's got to be a pretty, first of all, it's got to be somebody who's rather large to begin with, uh, not just tall, but also large and has kind of a personality. And Charles Barkley just seems to fit that to a T. I mean, he could have gone Oliver Miller, but who's ever heard of, you know, outside of NBA fans, who's heard of Oliver Miller or uh, what was Big Baby's name? I forget his name, but you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, we checked in with Charles Barkley. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Charles Barkley. Um, the ad campaign had him in a dress, which was, you know, whatever. I've actually seen this one. Yeah, that, that's one I've actually um, seen. And my flavor text for this is simply so much for the round mound of rebound. I don't think he's, he's still pretty. I don't around. think he's sticking to the plan. <laughs> he said he, he tried it. And he was like, man, this food is terrible. Like, terrible. Just terrible. He, he did refer to it as a. Now, I, I couldn't really determine what he was calling a scam, if he was calling the program a scam or the fact that they paid him money to advertise for them, like he was scamming them out of their money. So there's some sort of reference to scam. I couldn't quite get my handle on it. And I didn't want to read much more than a couple of seconds worth because, you know. Moving on to question three, Ortega Gymnastics. You want to check in with that? <laughs> sure. We're going to check in. Yeah. Okay, the young and the listless have checked in. American League worst. You guys can talk it out. I was I was dead set on an answer for a second, and then Marcus reminded me it was the wrong endorsement. <laughs> it could <laughs> very well still be. I mean, she's the most marketable. Yeah, I'm sure there's a a commercial of her doing a quintuple, triple flip twist i think that's a technical term all right so you just want to check in with simone biles yeah let's check in with that all right checking in simone biles okay and the young and the list list what do you guys have no clue here i just um scott hadn't uh wasn't off top because i couldn't think about ortega was and i'm like well they now i know taco shells yeah yeah well he does now it just was escaping him at the moment uh and he checked in with uh, he said laurie hernandez who i've honestly never heard of but it just seems like that would be a good fit for mexican food so we checked in with laurie hernandez do you mean nancy lopez nope laurie hernandez the olympian <laughs> we know her nickname was taco that's right um fortunately no points will be awarded because it totally makes sense that they would pick a blonde girl from iowa to to be their uh ad spokesman and that would be sean johnson she's never eaten a taco in her life <laughs> that'd be like that'd be like me endorsing tacos no i think that might make still more i sense. can see sean that yeah. hey kids get good at long snapping <laughs> and then you can marry sean johnson <laughs> i mean you know i guess anybody can you know what a, i mean oh jeez I guess if it's corn, even if you're made out of taco shells, are made out of corn. Oh, and true, from Iowa. true, true. Good <laughs> point. That's kind of a stretch. There it is. But there's, 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 we've there's gone the a mention. few blocks to get to that. <laughs> yeah, she might as well do all of like gas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to question four. 
beauty mist pantyhose football. I got this one. Yes. We can check it in. Yeah. Never checked in. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty quick. I'm impressed. Uh, yeah. Let's listen. So you guys checked in second. Why don't we have you guys uh, tell us your answer first? Um, this is Joe Namath. Um, he was known for modeling pantyhose uh, or being a sponsor. So, yeah. So it's Joe Namath. And American League worst. Yeah, I believe the uh, the tagline was, "If Beauty Mist can make my legs good, imagine what look good. Imagine what they could do for years." So, uh, it's which is the most disturbing commercial of all time. Hey, uh, I, Joe just wanna, I just want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. <laughs> ah! Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Joe Namath. Um, okay, <laughs> that's it. That's all you need. <laughs> Broadway Joe, baby. All right. Hey, didn't, didn't there used to be a website kissing Susie Colburn? Yes. And it's fantastic. It's not called that anymore. It meant something else now. Uh, well, let's just move on. Anyway. Question five. Viagra. Baseball. <laughs> We're checking. <laughs> okay. The young and the listless have checked in. American League worst. You guys can talk it out. I can see his face. Hang on. His Dan got room in the in his mind palace for I was gonna say if you can see his <laughs> for a face, few minutes. You should probably know his name. That'd be my guess. Well, hey, okay, I can see if I can I can like he's an old white I can guy, see I the think. commercial is what I could is what I should say. I can see it, but I can't get to his face. Gotcha, gotcha. I wanna get inside your face. <laughs> I wanna kiss you. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything, Wally? No, just old white guy. Is old white. Think of. Yeah. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, this is gonna make me so mad when I hear it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, nah, you want to say like I'm Mike Schmidt like, or something like that, or like Lenny Dykstra? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Pick I think somebody tamer than that. We'll just go. Why don't we just check in with Mike Schmidt? Sure. Okay. okay. I think he might be just for men, but we'll check in with Mike Schmidt. Uh, hey, and the young and the listless. What do you guys have? Yeah, really wasn't sure on this one. Um, for some reason, Cal Ripken Jr. popped in my head, so I sent that over to Tim, and he said, "Yeah, that makes sense. He's known for his endurance." So. <laughs> <laughs> we, we checked nice. in with Cal Ripken Jr. Uh, unfortunately, no points will be awarded for this question. Um, Cal Ripken Jr. had natural uh, stamina. He didn't need. Maybe he does uh, now, though. He didn't need performing enhancing performance enhancing drugs. Oh no! Like Rafael Palmero. <laughs> oh God, darn it! I knew I that. I never took Viagra. <laughs> He did say he never took performance enhancing drugs. I think we can now call him a liar. Uh, never. I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that now too. Yeah. So Ripken's teammate, I was close. So after halftime, we have a score of Young and the Listless at 210 and American League Worst at 260. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. 
We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. All right, today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one. What Super Bowl MVP was drafted in the eighth round of the 1983 NFL draft out of Tennessee State? I'll check in with that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll check in. Hey, the young and the listless has checked in, so American League Worst, you guys can talk it out. I've got a few Niners, which was would have been um, Montana, which is what Notre Dame. So there's HBC. definitely was not an HBCU <laughs> guy. Joe Montana. Yeah. Yes, famous, <laughs> famous HBCU athlete, Joe Montana. Uh, um, okay, so now I'm like thinking of, so Doug Williams, yes, historically black college, but he was grambling and he was drafted by Tampa Bay, I'm pretty sure. Uh, um, do we have any not? I mean, this may be a, no, a non QB. I think it's a non QB. Yeah. If you had some Niners wins. So, 80, the 85 Super Bowl was Richard Dent. Okay. And it could be him. Could be him. I don't know where he was drafted, but a defensive end seems like it could be. So, Williams was an MVP. Was Lott an MVP? No. Okay. And he went to USC. Okay. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Otis Anderson for the Giants. But I think he, well, he was drafted by Arizona, and I think it was, could have been earlier. Oh, that, ma- hmm, that one makes me think. Because I don't know where Otis Anderson. None of these names are, I'm just, I'm just throwing out names that. Uh, right. My problem is, I know Richard Dent's in the Hall of Fame, and I know he was a Super Bowl champion. I just don't know when he was drafted. Like, because on that, on those 85 Bears, like, their defense was so good and they had so many dudes. So none of, not all of them can be first round picks. Yeah, but he was good enough. You would think, well, I guess scouting was different then, but man, he wouldn't think he would have, if he was that good, he would have been the eighth round. I mean, the eighth round doesn't even exist anymore, right? And by then they're just picking dudes that may or may not sign. Yeah, but I feel like it was more prevalent back then because scouting was what it was that guys would routinely, like, could end up in those late rounds and, Mm-hmm. I I I'm good with Richard Dent if you want to, if that's yeah what's stuck in your head. I don't know. I can't get off of it. So let's okay. Let's, let's do let's it. Go with uh. We're going to check in with Richard Dent. Okay. Okay. And Young and the Listless. What do you guys have? I, uh, 80s were obviously dominated like by the Niners, and none of their big players I knew went to um, Tennessee State. 
And then Scott asked about wondering who was the MVP in 85 if it was Peyton. I'm like, no, because Peyton went to Jackson State. And I said, Richard Dent. And he agreed. So, yeah, we checked in with Richard Dent because their defense was dominant, obviously, in that game. And he's obviously a dominant defensive player. So Both teams will be receiving points. The correct answer is Richard Dent. Uh, Dent was MVP of Super Bowl Twenty. Uh, he won another Super Bowl ring after spending the 1994 season under contract with the 49ers, though he spent almost the entire year injured. In 83, there were 12 rounds. Mm-hmm. So an eighth round pick wasn't even necessarily, I mean, yes, Allie. by our current standards, an eighth round actually was a guy who's probably going to make the squad. <laughs> the teams, the teams would like pass on, like literally pass for rounds, right? Like they're like, eh, just get back um, to us later. I don't, I don't think so. Like, I'm just looking through the draft right now. It looks like there's pretty much everybody. Maybe that was earlier. I know that's like well, baseball. Oh, yeah. Cause there were even before this, there were even more than 12 rounds sometimes. So they did more, maybe I don't even think more, it, the baseball that, style where they just kept going until a team said we're out and then good. Other teams keep drafting. Yeah. I don't even think yes. it was televised back then. Okay. Moving on to question two. What Haitian-born center was drafted out of Seton Hall by the Philadelphia 76ers in the first round of the 2001 NBA draft? We can check in. Yep. All right. <laughs> the Young and the Lissus has checked in. Uh, American League Worst, you guys can talk it out. What do you think about that name? I like it. That's that the right it? time frame. Okay. I think, I think that's it. Uh, okay. Okay, so we're going to check in with Samuel D'Alembert. Okay, and Young and the Listless, what do you guys have? Yeah, it's got, it was all you. Yeah, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. I, I would have checked in as soon as you said Haitian Center, Seton Hall, but I want I didn't want to be rude. Uh, yeah, Samuel D'Alembert. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Samuel D'Alembert. Uh, D'Alembert traveled to Haiti to help with relief efforts following the 2010 Haiti earthquake and pledged $100,000 to UNICEF for these efforts. He was awarded the the 2010 J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship Award. The theme-linked answers thus far are Richard Dent and Samuel D'Alembert. Moving on to question three. What linebacker was a two-time national champion at the U before being drafted by the New York Giants in the eighth round of the 1993 NFL draft? I could give another clue that maybe won't be very helpful if both teams would want it. <laughs> it could be helpful, but it might not. I'll take any clue. He's going to say the U is sure. Miami. Yeah, sure. No, it's a little more than that because you you guys know that. All right, well, here it's my flavor text, so you will uh, not have any flavor text. So the clue is, let me find here, in February 2008, uh, he was featured as one of the pros on Pros versus Joes on Spike TV. Like I said, it may or may not help you. <laughs> okay. You like, you like that? You want to check in with that? Yeah, I like that a lot. Because it fits was, my... I, if, he, Yes. It kind of fits my first thought of like like what I could picture in my head too. Yes, and and I was I was really struggling because I knew there was a guy on that team, and so thank you. Yes, I, okay. I like that. All Let's right. go with that. Yeah, we'll check in. Hey, American League Worst has checked in. The young and the listless, you guys can talk it out. 
we're just drawing a blank on this one. Um, this is not a this is a blind spot for me. Early to mid nineties football. So this guy would have played. He would have been in front of so ninety three. If he graduated ninety three, linebacker. That's right in front of Ray Lewis. That's right before Dwayne Johnson would have played there. Not that he he wasn't a linebacker, but so I like the only name I have is Hardy Nickerson. I, I played linebacker, I think, for the Giants for a while. The only name that comes That's more than I got. And everyone else I'm thinking of, it's gonna it's too soon for Antonio Pierce. It's too soon for some of the other guy. I mean Jonathan Vilma obviously went to the U and played linebacker for the Giants, but about 15 years after. So right. And plus he was not that late of a pick. That as well. So I don't know much about Hardy Nickerson. So I, I don't know you know how prolific of a draft prospect he was. I just know that he got a lot of tackles. Let's just go with that then. It's either that or the other guy. Um, the other guy is what's his name? Jesse Tuggle, I think is, is the only other guy that I think he might've played for the giants. Didn't he play for the saints too? I know he was a guy that was getting a ton of tackles around that time as well. I kind of like that. Jesse Tuggle answer though. All right, let's do it then. All right. We're going to check, check in with Jesse with Tuggle. Jesse Tuggle. Okay. And American League Worst, what do you guys have for an answer? Yeah. So I was trying to remember of guys that used to ruin the Cowboys' day um, back in the and I was 90s. And I was not reading the question fully and thinking about <laughs> the 80s. Yeah. You're like, it's he's Lawrence like, Taylor. Yeah. Well, no, I like, was like, I was like, Harry Carson was a good linebacker when Lawrence Taylor was there. I don't know if he went to the U. And then he's like, uh, I don't. I think that would have been. This would have been after. And then I looked at the question. So yeah. So I had a picture of a guy in my head, and then I said, "Although Scott, one of those names you said really makes me a little worried." But the only name that I could really come up with from around then that used to be a thorn in the Cowboys' side um, that kind of fit what I had in my head was Jesse Armstead. So we checked in with Jesse Armstead. One team will be getting points. You guys had the same first name, so that is correct. But this player was indeed Jesse Armstead. Uh, Tuggle played for Atlanta. I'm pretty yes. Uh, Tuggle played his entire career for Atlanta, and he went to Valdosta State. Oh. <laughs> no, when you said Tuggle, I was like, <gasps> and then I went, oh wait, was only played in Atlanta. All I had were the sorry, Josh, the old Madden games, and I would like look at the stats. That that's that. on. Hardy that's Nickerson, honestly Jesse Tuggle. Those guys always had like a hundred. Yeah, so Hardy I'm Nickerson. Sure, I'm pretty sure he wore ninety eight uh, Armstead, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, I think he wore ninety eight, and I'm just picturing it, picturing it, picturing it. And then Walling said Jesse Armstead, and I went, Oh my god, yeah. That's so. Just right. to let you know about uh, Hardy Nickerson. Uh, he went to California. And he did not play uh, at all for the Giants. Oh, that's who I was worried Steelers, about. Steelers, Buccaneers, Jaguars, and Packers. I remembered him from the box. I couldn't remember what else. Yeah. Okay, so your theme-linked answers thus far are Richard Dent, Samuel D'Alembert, and Jesse Armstead. Moving on to question four. What Cy Young winner is second in active wins behind only his Cy Young winning teammate? It's got to be it. Tim, can we check that in? Yeah. All right, we're checked in. Okay, the Young and the Listless have checked in. American League worst, you guys can talk it out. Okay. I think when we go to Cy Young teammates, 
There's Verlander and Grinky. There's uh, Bauer and Kershaw. There's I think so. I think this is Verlander and Granky because they're the ones that have been around sort of the longest. Because Bauer hasn't been yeah, around Bauer as long as those guys. Uh, Verlander hasn't missed as much Scher- time Scherzer, as Scherzer Strasburg. Have they both won Cy Young? I don't think they both won Cy Young's. Scherzer definitely has, but I don't think Strasburg has. Okay. Thing is, Just... Granky, Granky. Two things against Granky. One, he played for the Royals when they were awful. <laughs> two, he took an entire year off to focus on golf. Um, and then don't forget, he also went to Arizona, where they weren't really that great. But wasn't um, he pretty good then? He that? was, but okay. but it doesn't necessarily translate to wins. Verlander was on really good Tiger teams at the beginning, and now he's on really good Astros teams. So that's why I kind of lean towards Verlander being the leader. But hasn't he missed second. like significant injury time? Not 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 okay. that much. Not a, I don't think I mean, he's missed time over didn't, the years, but not have, as much as didn't he have Ricky. Tommy John at some point? I don't know. I don't think he did. I just think I just okay. think Granky having that year off and also playing for those like I think he may have won the Cy Young with like barely a five hundred record or maybe less than five. Like he was it was a are bad. you talking to <laughs> yeah there's another guy who did something like that <laughs> yeah yeah you know you know what I'm talking about <laughs> I do um, yeah so I'm right. gonna, let's check in let's go with Granky stat Granky okay I'm with you hey and Young in the list list what do you guys have immediately in my mind i was like this has to be zach granke i was trying to remember where the hell he played i was like is he behind kershaw is he in arizona with bumgarner and then i remember that he's on houston but there's not a chance that he has as many wins as verlander like he didn't win in kansas city he didn't win as much in milwaukee as people remember like there's no chance he's close to ver well i mean he's close but there's no chance he's eclipsed verlander so we also checked in with zach granke both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Zach Grinke. Uh, Grinke has 210 wins as of May 4th, and Justin Verlander has 226. They are the only current pitchers with more than 200 wins. Um, John Lester is third with 193. So the theme-linked answers thus far are Richard Dent, Samuel D'Alembert, Jesse Armstead, and Zach Grinke. Moving on to question five. What professional surfer who has won 11 World Surfing Championships had a video game released in 2002 that donned his name? We're checked in. Yeah, or we. (laughs) (laughs) I figured that might be the case. Um, American League War, since you guys checked in second, why don't you give me your answer first? Um, Yeah, we checked in with Kelly Slater. And the young and the listless. Well, first of all, holy shit, Josh asked a video game question. <laughs> it's not the first time. I know, I know. Um, I thought maybe you were going to ask about Rashawn Slater here, but you didn't. Uh, but we checked in with Kelly Slater. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Kelly Slater. The game was Kelly Slater's Pro Surfer. Uh, Slater is also an avid golfer and practices the sport of Br- Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I almost went with AC Green for that one, yeah. but but then when I when it came to Kelly Slater, I thought two for one. So <laughs> you know what you could have did was AC Earl, hey. not spelled the same way, but it's still. Oh, it's still I purposefully found ones that were spelled properly. Yes, and uh, so with that, both teams submitted theme guesses. 
after the fourth question, they both submitted the correct answer of uh, characters from Saved by the Bell. That is correct because we had Mr. Richard Belding, Samuel Screech Powers, Jesse Spano, Zach Morris, Kelly Kapowski, and A.C. Slater. Nice job getting six for five there. Yeah. Uh, I was like, wow, that was cooler than I thought it would be. So one team uh, came in just a little bit ahead of the others. The young and the listless will be receiving 100 Let's points. Let's go. Sweet. Called it. In American Called League it. worst, yep. you got 50. Yeah, I as soon before as like as soon as the Cy Young question came, I sent the theme to Josh before I ever typed to Tim. Like it's that cranky. Like it's gotta be. <laughs> I'm old. I've never seen a single episode of Saved by the Bell. I just knew that one of the characters was Zach. Same. <laughs> Haven't watched it ever. I've watched, however, the funnier die series, that Zach Morris is trash. trash. <laughs> because that dude, what God, what a skis that guy is in that show. Yeah. So he I'll really, give you some really flavor is. text. The guy that made Zach Morris is trash does a podcast now with Mark Paul Gossler. It's a Save by the Bell rewatch <laughs> podcast. That's <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So they're actually like really close friends. That's good because that's I, when that first came out. I was like, these hap- this happened in all these episodes. What a dirtbag. Yeah. Um, I'm a I, I a personal anecdote. I one time had a like a turtleneck shirt that Zach Morris wore on that show. That's awesome. And I thought I was the coolest kid. <laughs> in the world and would wear it everywhere I went because Zach Morris wore the same shirt I did. Do you have any pictures? Probably. Pic- pictures didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Find them. All right. Versus, so, do I still have the shirt? That is a good question. <laughs> so after the third quarter, things are getting tight. Uh, we have a score of Young and the Listless at 390 and American League Worst at 410. Ooh, 20 points. That brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as put your fours up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. All right, the categories for today are as follows. Question one, party. Question two, game. Question three, cards. Question four, against. Question five, humanity. So party is in reference to championship celebrations. Game is in reference to NFL records. Cards is in reference to baseball. Against is in reference to NBA and humanity is in reference to awards. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in the category of party. What team's championship parade drew a crowd that was estimated to be a little over 5 million people, the most in sports history? I'm good with that, Tim, if you want to check that in. Yeah, we'll check in with that. Okay, the young and the listless have checked in. American League worst, you guys can talk it out. Yeah, so I initially I was like, uh, this might be the Royals, but then I thought, no, Kansas City's not big enough, and since then there have been some pretty big 
wins. I remember the Royals only being like three million, but the irony did you, being. Did you party at Paul Rudd's house afterwards? I did. We had a kegger at his mom's place. It was pretty yeah, great. Yeah. Um, but they, there's only like there's like two. It's either there's like a million people in Kansas City, and there were two million people at the parade, or or like three quarters. Of, anyway, the stat was weird in terms of like the percentage of the population. Not big enough a city, and so yeah. So we're thinking possibly the Cubs because of the absolute just, oh, it's been 100 years. I think that's exactly how they said it, too. And then the other, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the other one was was Philly. Long drought, big city. And and absolute insanity around that team. You know, they had the whole Meek Mill thing, how they kept playing those. that And that one seems like they would go crazy. Yeah, but I just... um, I mean, Chicago is just such a massive city, and it's probably Do, like a does it affect event, right? it that yeah does it affect it that the city is split between two teams? Do you think that makes a difference? Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's mostly Cubs, right? I mean, Chicago, the White Sox is kind of a smaller fandom. I oh there, yeah, hundred percent. The Cubs right? is the way bigger brand, I would imagine. And at that point, you've got like a cult of personality that wants to be there, Ooh. right? Wait a minute. What about Believe Land? I mean, J.R. Smith didn't wear a shirt for like a true like two weeks or something. And then he wore a shirt when he did. It was a shirt of him without a shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was, I mean, obviously Cleveland hadn't won anything in forever. That I'm just throwing out another possibility. I mean, it is Ohio. Did all of Ohio claim the Cleveland championship? Boo, since he may. Yeah, they could have. But all of Ohio may not be as big as Chicago. That's really where I'm, That's, I'm okay. stuck on. Is all right. So is, let's go. You want to go? Uh, yeah, let's go with the Cubs. I, okay. I'm kind of right. stuck on that. So let's go. Yeah, we'll check in with the Chicago Cubs. Okay. Hey, and the young and the listless. Oh wait, how many points did you guys wager? On oh, that? sorry for fifty points. Okay. And the young and the listless. What did you guys answer? And for how many points? Well, we um. We're on the baseball wavelength. It just seems like baseball of the major sports seems to have the gets the most like parade action. Uh, other teams just does, other sports just don't seem to do it as much. And obviously, it has to be a, a big city. And so we also checked in with uh, the Cubs mainly because also it had, it's a big, big city, obviously, and also they hadn't won the World Series in however many years it was. For how many points? Uh, Seventy-five. Both teams will be getting their points. The correct answer is the Chicago Cubs in 2016. Uh, the second most was in 2004 when an estimated 3 million people attended the Boston Red Sox parade. Those were our two answers. So, so once again, an 80-some year and a 100-some yeah. year. So and you need a big, big city, big fan base. Yep. I was also thinking uh, Waco after Baylor won the NCAA tournament. <laughs> we were <laughs> the other ones we were thinking were uh the Eagles after they won. Yeah. Because Philly fans are nuts. I do like your Cleveland thought though, even though the, the, the I thought that was a good answer because they just they hadn't won anything. Right. They haven't won anything. So I just thought, I don't know, maybe that many people showed up. I don't know. Anyways. That, wow, it's a five point game now. Uh we have a score update. Not only is it a five point game, but the lead has changed. The Young and the Lissus are up to 465, and American League Worst is at 460. Going on to question two. In the category of game, what kicker holds the record for most field goals made in a single game with eight? We are going to check in. 
Uh, American League Worst is checked in, so Young and Listless, you guys can talk it out. Let me know your answer when you get to it and your wager. I was telling um, Scott that recent NFL kickers are – whatever the opposite of wheelhouse is, that would be recent NFL kickers for me. That's like most questions on this podcast for me. Um, yeah, for some reason, the Bills stand out in my head. I, I Like a futile offense, and they had a guy that made eight. I want to say it was like 10 years ago-ish. I'm trying to remember because they went through a lot of kickers. The only kick, Bills kicker I'll ever know is Scott Norwood. Well, there's like Steve Christie. Oh, yeah, I remember him though. Is this Ryan Longwell, though, when he went there? Because he did go there right after the Vikings. I believe so. I'm pretty sure he kicked for Buffalo. He could have. You're more recent than NFL guy than I am. And then we were thinking, you know, just trying to think of teams with bad offenses. I said Cleveland, and I mentioned Phil Dawson from the Browns just because, you know, they didn't have much of an offense for a while there. Yeah. It, this, I mean, this is tough. This is a crapshoot. So I'm happy with whatever whatever you want to check in with. I really, yeah, don't know. Oh, let's just hope that they didn't get it either. Oh, we're going to check in uh, for 75 points with Ryan Longwell. Okay, and American League Worst, what was your answer, and how much did you wager? Walling and I both felt it was recent, but I got to credit Walling because he got me focused on the right area. He said, does Tennessee sound familiar? And I said, ooh, okay, sort of. And then I was thinking, thinking, thinking. Uh, I brought up Ryan Suckup because I know he kicked there for a minute, but um, Walling mentioned that he was at KC for a really long time. And then once I was thinking about guys who were in Tennessee for a long time, one name pops into my head, and I think it's right because when he died, they talked about it a lot. Uh, so we think this is, as Chris Berman would say, my Baronis. We checked in with Rob Baronis. Damn, I thought about him too. Did you say for how many points? For 100 points. One team will be getting their points. The correct answer is Rob Baronis. Um, I did not realize that uh, he had died. And that was actually quite a while ago. Yeah. yeah. So, but in the game, he was eight for eight uh, and also went two for two on extra points. So perfect 10 for 10 kicking. Uh, he kicked the game-winning field goal as time expired to beat the Houston Texans in 2007. How did he die? Oh, was it a car crash? Um, yes. How do you spell his last name? Yep, it was a car crash. So I thought Baronis, B-I-R-O-N-A-S. He lost control, swerved off the road, flipped several times, hit several trees, and finally landed upside down in a ditch. And he was married to Terry Bradshaw's daughter, wasn't he? Because I remember that whole like You're right. It was Terry Bradshaw's right now, son-in-law or whatever. Yep. Yep. In twenty fourteen. Yeah, I remember married. that. That that. Oh man, that's tough. Like, oh, the they just, got married like, in June, and this happened in September. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oof. I remember hearing that about. Well, like, it was Terry Bradshaw's son-in-law. So glad this question. Well, we've, all down. we've gone from uh, like gory hey, injuries eight for eight and ten for ten total. To, Dead hey, you know, he still holds a record. So, hey, it's a very morbid game. Um, Sorry about that. Tim. So I, I, he was on my mind, but uh, we have another lead change after the second question. Uh, American League worse is up to 560 and Young and Listless is down to 390. Moving on to question three in the category of cards. 
What lesser known brother's 1989 Fleer baseball card had the phrase fuck face visible on the knob of his bat? We can check this in. We're checked into. Hey, well, we'll start with the young and the listless. I'd need your answer and your wager. I was typing this answer as soon as um, I, I already figured out the gist of the question, so I was already typing it to Scott. Um, this is Billy Rifkin. It's on the very end of his bat, and um, you can't miss it. For how many or, points? Uh, 75. And American League Worst. How about you guys? Yeah, I believe there's actually a couple versions of this card. The one in question, the one with whiteout on it, um, where they've like someone had tried to white it out anyway, and uh, and then one where they've managed to can you poorly stop Photoshop your it. Flavor text. Seriously, <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry. Your, let me have I'm a big baseball text. card fan. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, we also That's... checked in with. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up and check in with Billy Ripken. There you go. <laughs> For how many points? For 100 points. Both teams will be getting their points. The correct answer is Billy Ripken. Um, when this occurred, Flair immediately tried to correct the issue by putting out uh, several different versions, a whiteout, a black scribbles, and black boxes over it. Uh, the original FF cards are worth up to $150, but the whiteout cards may be worth up to $1,000. They obviously didn't have very many of those. That was probably the first one they went, oh my God! Gotta do something, <laughs> and they they got some. So, uh, yeah, that's uh. So sorry that the whistle had to come out for this one, but uh, that question was the. So it said face on the bat. Yeah, on the barrel. Yeah. On the barrel. On the on the on the butt of the bat. On the knob. On the knob. Yeah. On the knob. Yeah. So did, did it say holding it like this? You can face? see it. It was just two lines. Are you just doing this so that we have whistle after whistle after whistle, Marcus? I would never exploit the fact that face is in a question <laughs> because face is a horrible thing to say. Kids don't say face unless you're talking about Billy Rickens baseball card. And... Oh, I wish that could be our episode title. You know, I'm uh, I'm never going to be allowed to write a game again. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Uh... Oh, maybe you'll take this one off. I was going to say, you're forgetting this is, this is Eric editing. He's going to love this. Oh, well, that's true. He might. He might. He, he very well has this card. I don't know. Whew. So we have a score of American League Worst is up to 660, and the Young and the Listless are up to 465. Let's get on to question four. In the category of against... On March 24th, 2017, Devin Booker became the most recent player to score 70 points in a game. He accomplished this feat against which team that would go on to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs? We're going to check in. Okay. Uh, American League Worst is uh, checked in. So Young and Alyssa, so you guys can talk it out. Well, as mentioned ad nauseum, I'm just not a current NBA guy. I just I didn't know if the Sixers were good that year at all, and I thought maybe the Celtics. Scott, who you know, he's probably forgotten more about the NBA than I know, has a couple of good options. True. Yeah, I mean the 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 obvious answer is Cleveland, right? Because they had LeBron, and yeah, it's LeBron's team, and they went to the finals and all that. But it's I don't know. That's too obvious of an answer. I think for so, the fourth round, I think it's too obvious too. Known as put it's your like Star Wars. It's a trap. So trying to think of uh, it's like Marcus was alluding to, like 
you can't even remember t- rosters from four years ago because there's so much movement. And so I'm thinking of the teams that, that would have been good. It's like Boston. But then I'm like, is this the year? Because Isaiah Thomas, was he still there? Was this post-Kyrie trade Celtics? And I'm thinking Milwaukee and Toronto are the other two options. Milwaukee, just a good all-around squad. Giannis was just starting to come into his own, into MVP form, and Chris Middleton, and maybe Brooke Lopez. But again, this is where guys moving so often is throwing me off. And then I'm thinking Toronto because Lowry and DeRozan, and they were always a pretty high seed in the East, and LeBron would always beat them. But then I'm like, Kobe dropped his 81 on Toronto. And I don't, I feel like I would have heard it if Devin dropped his 70 on Toronto. You know, I'm sure there would have been a lot of flack that was given to the Raptors for allowing so many points like that. And I don't remember hearing anything like that. So now I'm I'm going back to Milwaukee in my head, but then I'm like, was Milwaukee good enough to be the number one seed in 2017? I, I can't place too many other guys on the team outside of Giannis and Middleton and possibly Brooke Lopez. Oh, oh, Malcolm Brogdon. I'm really stuck between the Raptors and the Bucks, and I'm getting scared off the Raptors because of Kobe's 81. But they make more sense to be the number one seed. I really don't know. And I messed us up with not saying Rob Baronis. So. Oh, you've carried the load big time on this game. Oh, man. All right. Let's check in for 75 points with the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, and American League worst. Uh, what's your answer, and how much did you wager? Okay, so we also had a similar thought process as Scott did that the Cavs were in the finals that year and were the obvious answer, so probably not the answer. So we started going through our list of our Rolodex of, of uh, Eastern Conference teams, and I, I was just kind of stuck on... I, we kind of started eliminating teams that we didn't think were good. We thought it was too early for the Sixers, too maybe too early for the Bucks. Uh, Bulls, we weren't, we didn't think they were that good then. The team that we kind of got stuck on, we thought this was one of the height, the height of the uh, Isaiah Thomas Celtics that were really good in the regular season and didn't ever pan out to anything. So we checked in for a hundred points with the Boston Celtics. One team will be getting their points. I'm going to list off the eight uh, playoff teams going in reverse order. Sorry, Tim. Uh, number eight seed was the Bulls. Number seven seed was the Pacers. Number six seed was the Bucks. Number five seed was the Hawks. Four seed was the Wizards. Three seed was the Raptors. Two seed was the Cavaliers. And the number one seed was the Boston Celtics. The game is uh, getting a little bit of a pull away. Uh, American League worse is up to 760, and Young in the listless is down to 390, bringing us to our last question in the category of humanity. What Major League player, Major League Baseball player, won the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award at the 2020 ESPY Awards? You want to check in with that, Scott? Yes, I do. I think we're uh, we're checked in. Hey, Young and Alyssa has checked in, so American League Worst, you guys can talk it out. Once again, didn't read the question. Thanks, Walling. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, Russell Wilson was in um, minor league camp, so you weren't you weren't totally <laughs> off. Oh, I yeah. Right. I mean, he I have MLB, he not MILB. Oh. No, he basically plays for the Yankees. Let's all just get that out. He there. played for the Rangers. Yeah, in the Rangers. <sighs> Anyways, sorry, I just hear humanitarian, and I'm like Russell Wilson. I don't know. Who cares? God, he's so nice. He's always giving stuff to people. Yeah, and he's what a fucking douche. Tool. Yeah, he is a douche. Anyways, let's, let's talk about better things. Hmm. Okay, so the name that's that popped into my head first was Clayton Kershaw because I think he does a lot in the in various and sundry. I know he does a ton of stuff like mission work or. Um, I thought you were gonna say inner city, and I was like, "Bullshit, he does." Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw strolling yeah. through Compton like. Yep. He's up in Inglewood. <laughs> mean streets. Of, Hi, how are you? I'm here to help you. How are you? Strolling the mean streets of Highland. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> um, I'm I mean, Hurst, and I'm here in East St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kershaw's as good a guess as I have. I don't, uh, <laughs> because my team's not very good. Uh, they're all great in the community because they're not very good at baseball. So, okay, go ahead. All right, let's do it. Let's check in with Clayton Kershaw. How many points? For fifty points. Okay, and Young in the listless. What do you guys have? And for how many points? Uh, well, we checked in for seventy-five points, and I and this this sounds horrible. I think the answer is Nelson Cruz. And what I feel horrible about is I know he did a bunch for his home country. I just honestly can't remember what his home country is, uh, but it was, and it was ravaged by, uh, I can't remember what it was, but he did a lot of work in his home country. And I'm almost positive that the answer is Nelson Cruz, Minnesota twin, current Minnesota twin, Nelson Cruz. Mariners legend, Nelson Cruz. Uh, Orioles legend. Rangers. Former Ranger great. Uh, Milwaukee Brewer, Nelson Cruz. One team will be getting points. Uh, the correct answer is, in fact, um, everybody's favorite because he's apparently played on all their teams, Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is uh, Dominican. And an absolute king. What a, what a guy. What a guy. Amazing. But make sure you have a bed that he can get his naps in before games because he's not going to sign with your team unless he has somewhere to nap. And make sure if you have a very important game in the World Series – uh, did you sub him out for a defensive replacement? That's why. Imagine, that's... imagine having Nelson Cruz and not playing him at DH. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. What? Who was the DH for the Rangers when he was playing in the field? Ooh, that's a very good question that I'll need to go back to my brain. <laughs> so, so it was Hamilton. Hamilton. Hamilton Cruz was in and, center field. Right. Cruz and who else was? Because that's, yeah. David Murphy, was he in left field? Murphy was in left. Yeah, David um, Murphy was in left. <sighs> Heartbreaker. Yeah. It is. Oh. Stings a little bit. I blocked out that that year and from my <laughs> brain for the most part, so it's really hard for me to go back to that. Well, I'm sorry that, that that stings bringing <laughs> that memory back to you. It's good, um, to, it's good to refresh these things. It makes it hurt a little less every time I do it. Are you sure? I don't cry as hard. I don't cry as hard when we're done anymore. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Just to let you know, other nominees for the award were Kevin Love, uh, Devin and James McCourty, Maya Moore, and Titus O'Neill. Oh, that was, um, oh, by the way, it was Napoli, now that I think of it. He was their DH? He was their DH. Oh, yeah. Get him out of the lineup. (laughs) So, uh, 
<laughs> and just like Kevin Love did win the Arthur Ashe Award for Courage um, for speaking out about his own struggles with uh, his uh, mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. With a score of 465, we have the Young and the Listless and our clipboard captains of the game who will be receiving the aforementioned Brett Hundley Award with 710 points is American League Worst. Yay. We did it. Is this the the first time that we've had – here's a question. Is this the first time we've had a clipboard captain award where one of the players saw that guy play in college? (laughs) It might probably be not. probably not, but again, no, I would say probably not. We've named I, a lot of guys. We've had <laughs> we have. this. We haven't had too many where an answer to a question was right. the clipboard so kept, especially because... in that particular game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right well, in last that time, game, we had John David Booty last time, didn't we? Yep, I did. I did do that last <laughs> it, time. It, yep, I'm saying it doesn't happen a lot. It yeah. happens sometimes. It's so. fun. Well, there you go. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we call it a night? That was a fun game, Josh. I really liked it, and it was breezy, and and we yeah, I loved the questions. I loved, really, really liked the um, pre and post game. That was a fun twist. So good job, well, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, um, man. Uh, first of all, what a what a joy it is to have Tim back on the show. Indeed, and we appreciate Tim supporting us on Patreon because. That helps keep us going. If you would like to join Tim, we would appreciate that. Also, if you if you can spare it, and if not, we just appreciate you guys listening to the show, anyways. But thank you, Tim. You you are the man. You're one. Of, you're one of my favorite people because you're not afraid to give a shit, and I enjoy that. <laughs> I will take it. That's my bread and butter. <laughs> a kid because I love. We love you too, and I mean that. I'm gonna oh. hug you one day, Tim. It's gonna be all right. We've we have bonded over a mutual love for Nolan Ryan, and we will never that bond cannot be broken. No, ever. <laughs> Just echo what everyone else said. It's it was a fun game. Very impressive that you got six answers in the missing link. You got six into five, so that I I like that a lot. Awesome, that's, awesome, awesome. That's this is great. Very, very impressive there. So, um, and fill the gaps was fun. It's it's always it's it's frustrating and it's fun, right? Because it's you know some of it, and then you're trying to figure out the right. rest, and yeah. I, but it was you know for that being your first one, I thought the three choices that you made were, you know, they're good. They're they're you know memorable in a certain way, and and they're all gettable. You know, even if it's not all five. So yeah, yeah, uh, Tim apologize uh you know i wasn't sure how the l train would would go in the fourth quarter there but in true typical l train fashion it it, uh continued on the track like it's supposed to so but yeah thanks for for teaming with me and uh you know picking me up where where i needed help which was pretty much anything that was the other way around you picked me up all these darn current things it balanced well so but yeah just to echo you know what everyone else said it's always fun when you're on and we always look forward to it uh you're very active on the bench you're you know just very active and and we don't uh we don't get to the level where we're at without people like you so thank you well thank you so you guys are awesome and you, you bring out the sports trivia in me i always i love uh posting weird flavor text when i you guys talk about in fact i was just going to do one I can't remember what it was, but there was, I, I had a new flavor text fun fact I was going to share. Now, of course, I can't remember what it was. I just turned 55, and so I'm now officially a senior. So I um, <laughs> enjoy that AARP discount. 
Uh, yep. Actually, I can now. I now qualify for senior housing. I can live in fifty-five plus buildings. You get cheap movie tickets too. Hey, if you, to to Seattle, if you come to Seattle, there's a, a senior community called Shag, and it's uh, endorsed by Lou Pinella. So, oh, there you go. Get on in. Is it you know also endorsed by Rafael Romero? Just gonna I say, do they have like a, a bowl of Viagra just <laughs> on the counter when you when you walk out in? No. I, I am a member of AARP because I'll be honest, it pays for itself with hotel discounts. One of the perks of the hotel discount is that you get late checkout. And I'm like, seriously, late, you, you think late checkout is a benefit for people who are old? They usually want to be like out of there at like six in the morning, get there for the early bird. Well, thanks you guys. It was really fun. I really, really enjoyed myself. Yeah, Tim, I, I, you know, I love having you on. I guess with that, I will close it out by saying thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. I was thinking that last one was Frank Thomas, but he does that other stuff. Yeah, Nugenics. You want to put yep. the big herd on that ass. That he um, intimates that does <laughs> has the same effect, but does not write him and, say it. Him and she love it too. And then it's uh, Doug Flutie and Andy Vince-like. Yep. <laughs>